What's up, you guys? This is Bridget B, and welcome to Dirty Blonde. It is my pleasure, it's always a pleasure to be here with you guys today, and we are going to dive into a very particular type of subject. Now, if you are new to the podcast, I'm sure this might be a new subject for you, but it's a subject that most of us deal with on a daily sexual basis, but it's definitely something that as porn stars, we deal with every time we are at work, and that is the big O. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the elusive and ever so lovely orgasm something that when Harry met Sally with Meg Ryan made very popular, something that even watching porn nowadays can give people the wrong impression, especially if they're not getting educated, as we can say, on the matter. But this is what I'm here for. I'm here to tackle all of these subjects to make the sex that much better for you. And what do I know, right? I'm a 10-year porn star, a one MILF performer of the year many times, award-winning porn star. Eh, I might know a thing or two. So buckle up, grab a drink, grab a snack, and let's have a chit-chat. Let's just have a little, a little soiree, shall we? On the big O. Coming right up. Before we get started today, I wanted to thank everyone who is making this transition that much easier, not only for myself as an entertainer, but also for the podcast in general, because we started off with Ready Six Chat, and as I explained in last episode, you can't say the word sex fucking anywhere. So with the rebranding, it's just off the roof and I'm so excited and I hope that you are also enjoying the YouTube as I am bringing this podcast to life and it's www.youtube.com slash Bridget B pod. The links are going to be all in the show description and if you follow us, you'll find it. So just do some Googling. You know me, I love Google. Well, for these purposes. (laughs) We won't get into big tech talk because that's not what this show is about. Today, with the orgasm, I felt the need to bring this up because my girlfriends and I, we were talking a couple of days ago how sex has changed so much, mostly because the way people are interacting nowadays is just different. This could be said even five years ago. It could be said at any point in generational gaps, any time things are introduced into the world, such as when MySpace was on, um, and then dating apps became a thing, and then those, you know, really sexy nightline. Do you guys remember? I think they still have these commercials, but... They have um, sexy girls that you can call and sexy guys. I always wanted to be in one of those uh, commercials. I think someone told me that they saw me. But when you shoot, you never know where your image is going to end up. So who knows? (laughs) 
So let me know if you have seen me in one of those commercials, but a lot of the ways that people are introduced to sex changes with the times. And in the times that we're at now where I feel socially, there's a lack of emotion. There's a lack of, for fuck's sake, you can't even hug, you know, your next door neighbor. It becomes something where what's going to happen when everything comes back to normal and we have to go back to our basic social skills, the basics of sex. So in this uh, podcast and also through my OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Bridget P and YouTube, I'm kind of tackling different methods and different um, subjects in each. There are certain things I can't do on YouTube, but I can do on my OnlyFans and vice versa, things I can't um, share on a national broadcast because I'm trying to keep it uh, not family friendly, but enough so that at least you don't feel that shy listening to it with someone else. And at least all the real naughty shit, you know, gets on my OnlyFans. So make sure and um, you stay tuned on that because I give sex tips every Wednesday um, where I'm actually showing you. So I digress. So now as my friends and I were talking and we realized that sex is really in need of relearning, I decided to take it upon myself and really research what is it that most people when they watch porn are really looking at. And the majority of people really look at how you can go from A to Z and have an orgasm right away at the end. When in real life, it just doesn't work that way. In real life, you don't have the slutty neighbor next door coming over asking for a cup of sugar and then giving you a blowjob. And if you have that kind of a neighbor, good for you. Please share your address so we can all move to the same complex. And for the average person, they're not going to their college class and enjoying some sort of an orgy in their, you know, with their school teacher, again, over 18. <laughs> so all these fantasies that create porn and that makes it the amazing and entertaining uh, genre of film because porn is a genre of film. And a lot of people forget that when they talk to me and ask for advice. They're like, oh, you know, how do you, especially women, I noticed you, Bridget, you know, I love how you uh, you get off. So uh, the dick made you get off on a particular scene. I get asked that a lot on AVN, at the AVN shows and exotica shows and the, and women just wanting to know how they can get there because the average female and there was a study written by the University of Maryland that was um suggested that out of 2500 females um surveyed less than 5% had experienced an orgasm within the last four to five sex escapades. So it was a very specific, you know, so that means like one out of X amount, right? So one out of maybe two or three females within the whole study 
had experienced an orgasm during the last two times that they had sex. And the study had other uh, times, but we, I just focused on the last, you know, one or two times that they had sex. And I was like, holy shit. Now, why is that? And they were talking because now dating has become so virtually obsolete that so many men have kind of forgotten the basics. And I'm going to begin with the show stating that this is my experience. This is a Bridget B experience from a heterosexual point of view. There is lesbian sex, there is there is gay sex, there is all these kinds of sex, but what I know for, what I can speak on as my own experiences as a full natural woman having sex with a natural man. So spare me the logistics, spare me, you know, the XYZ of what could be, I don't, I don't know none of my business. I'm just going to talk about man and woman. So a lot of these tips hopefully will make anyone who listens, anyone who sees um, the OnlyFans show or on YouTube, I'm going to share my personal experience and you can catch that on the YouTube show. And here we focus on what happens on set. I don't know about you, but one of the things that help me throughout my days and really throughout life is tackling really big tasks, really big subjects, really big issues, really big problems, and kind of bring them down to their basic level. So on a 24-hour day, instead of really, you know, wanting to pull my hair out because I don't have enough time in the day, I really tackle each hour and each minute so that I can be as productive as possible. And I like to take that into as many subjects as possible because it's helped me. It's really been a gear towards my own personal success. So when I tackle subjects like an orgasm, I like to take it down to its basic uh, function, to its basic, natural, well, what is it? And why is it that the female doesn't reach it? And why, et cetera, et cetera. So I finally figured out a nice, concise, and simple way of describing why it is that a potential female won't reach her orgasm. And it's usually one of the three things, expectation, communication, and method. I really think that from my experience on set, take it into my private life, that these three topics tends when one is missing or when one's better than the other or when none of them are there, when all of them are there, can really be the make it or break it of that orgasm. So let's tackle each one individually and let's see what we can come up with at the end. I'm going to begin with the um, with what I think is the other basic, which is what's the orgasm. And as we all know, and as we all learned, and as we all possibly have felt, it's that pleasure point, right? It's that point where your body is just releasing. And um, actually, it's a, why don't I look up the fucking word? 
excuse me, let's, let's rewind and let me go into the dictionary. Okay. An orgasm is a physical reflex that occurs when muscles tighten during sexual arousal and then relax through a series of rhythmic contractions. So that is simple, basic fact. So having an orgasm doesn't necessarily mean the, huh, like that screaming. It's what your body feels. Once we have that in our hand and we realize, wow. So if an orgasm is what the body feels in its basic term, then what are the different types of orgasms? Well, it can, we can go on for days, but the basics are the clitoral, the vaginal, anal, a combo, and then the erogenous zones. Some, some girls are really fucking lucky and can come from a guy just kissing their neck. Very nice. Wish it was the case all the time, but hey, And then have you ever heard of those females who can't even walk through a cold produce section at the supermarket? There are some females who, after a boob job or even natural tits, their nipples get so sensitive that when they walk through the cold section of a supermarket, they can come from that. Now, those are extreme situations, and sometimes those females say that it fucking hurts, that it's not this great thing. So because this subject can go for days, and we only have X amount on this podcast, let's focus on the clitoral and the vaginal, because it's mostly what the normal person sees on a porn movie. Um, Anal is its own subject, and we will tackle that episodes to come. We, I have tackled anal already in a past episode, but you know, you never know at what point of the show you're, you all are listening to me at. So it's going to be spread out and for sure tackled more later on. So for now, let's go into just the clit and the vagina. Now, when you have these different types of orgasms, one would think that the average male wanting to pleasure the average female would have that much of an easier chance. Well, she can come from clit. She can come from this. She can come from me possibly kissing her neck. So how is it that from the studies done that so many females just haven't experienced it? So when we go into the clit, we talk about it's a small organ, right? It has a lot of nerve endings, which makes it very sensitive. When rubbed, when touched, when licked, possibly, you know, with your tongue going up and down and in and out even, or in a circular motion, (laughs) when it's stimulated, you'd want it to be pleasurable. So... When we go into the basics of the clit, the female just, if we're talking about the basic dictionary understanding of it, X, Y, and Z should make her come, right? Wrong. Why do I say wrong? Because if the other two aren't met, 
if the communication hasn't been met, and if the method hasn't been met, then the actual act of the clip being massaged doesn't necessarily get a female to orgasm all the fucking time. It's just not the way it works. And for me, for example, I really enjoy a really wet vagina. A really wet pussy is fantastic. There are certain times that a female can't get there. For example, when you're on set, there is not a chance every single time that the vagina is going to be extremely wet and squirting all over the place. A, not all of us know how to squirt. B, sometimes you just don't get there on set, but that's not the point. You're not getting paid to come. You're getting paid to entertain, whatever that means. And we'll talk about that later. So a really wet vagina is so important because it's the body's basic term, in basic terms, letting us know that it's being stimulated, which is why lube is so important, which is why when a female is dry and you guys are just getting to know each other or you're on like the third date and you finally are fucking or whatever it is, it doesn't mean that she doesn't want to be with you. It just means that it might be that time of the month coming up. I know for myself, when I'm about to get my period, I get really dry. And that's just because I'm a fucking natural woman (laughs) with PMS. And that happens and it comes with the territory. So it's, it's a very sad moment in a relationship or in a fuck situation when a female might feel inadequate because she's not dripping wet as per the adult movies that she herself has seen or that her partner has seen and is expecting from her. So here goes the expectation. If we can remove as a a society as an adult consenting society that enjoys watching sex as entertainment, not as a source of end all be all. We can go back to basics and realize that we can eliminate that. Just eliminate expectation. Going into a sexual experience, not expecting the chandeliers to fall off from the ceiling can hopefully allow for a more raw, intimate, and personal sexual experience that you should be having in your personal life because it's not porn. Porn has become its own source of inspiration, and that's what I hope all of you, all my listeners, all dirty blonde army can appreciate that what we do for you guys to be entertained is just that really, really good, fun, but hard work. So if you can go into a sexual experience with your female partner 
and hopefully she can come into it without the expectations, then we can sort of evolve into a more deeper and more meaningful sexual experience that could then lead to that elusive orgasm. The stimulation of the clit is a little bit elusive on set. And I'll tell you why. On set, you are expected to be in a position that the camera can really get its its money shot. You know what I mean? You are there to see the genitals in it, like one genital going into the other. <laughs> or else you'd be watching HBO or Games of Thrones, you know, whatever other... Bridgerton, I think it's called, or Sex in the City, you know, whatever program really tackles the subject of sex, which could be any of them. Nowadays, turn on a Netflix uh, movie. I think I saw this one show called Money Heist, and I was like, whoa, that's a lot of sex there, ladies and gentlemen. And all of these shows and programs are one penis, one vagina, one tit away from being a porn movie. So when we are on set, the logistics of getting some sort of actual movie is a lot more than just stimulating the clit. Obviously, we have to get to... uh, doggy style we have to get to missionary we have to get to blowjob we have to get to titty fuck so you only have x amount of time to spend on each position i can tell you from my experience that i love foreplay there is something to be said about kissing my neck about playing with my nipples about my my boobs my my tits are very sensitive And if you spend half an hour there, I'm totally fine. That's great. But we don't have half an hour on set. We have maybe four minutes for that one particular position. So what would be necessary for me to come from that position is those needs are probably not being met. So does that mean I'm not going to finish the movie? No. It just means I better damn well know what to do. This is where self-masturbation comes in. And if you head on to my OnlyFans live, by the time you listen to this podcast, it'll be live. I will show exactly what I do to myself to make myself come. And there's this one particular trick that I do, that once I learned how to master it, which I learned in my late 20s, it was, you know, game over for me. I I knew exactly what my body needed to feel in order to orgasm. So go on, head over to OnlyFans, and you can give it to your girl, or you can try it on your girl, and check it out. I think you'll find it enjoyable and hopefully useful. <laughs> So once we have the expectation either met or not necessarily um, needed in terms of what it is that the female is looking for because of porn or what the guy thinks he has to do because of porn, you have communication. 
by law, you need consent. That's a given. I don't even have to go in any further. We are discussing two adults and an adult consenting sexual experience slash escapade. So that, for as far as communication, is a given. I shouldn't even have to go any further into it. This is why it's so important for uh, young generations to really learn from their homes, from their family, from a solid foundation of a, of a family, of a unit at home, teaching them how to be ladies and how to be gentlemen. It's not my duty to teach anyone how to be in society because I mean, who am I, right? But it should start at the home. It should start with an early education to where men and women in a, in a young, maturing kind of brain, you know, in, in when they're just developing, really should not be shy to ask their parents. And parents shouldn't be shy to really talk to their own kids and of what it means to be a gentleman and a lady because at the end of the day that's where I think it should start however that's not what we're talking about we're talking about consent between adults so when you are talking about communication I think that where porn has really fucked it up for the majority of you is that communication doesn't really exist in the movies Now, let's go back to the basics of it. When you're watching a movie, do you really want to see what it takes for the female to get there? Are you really interested in why it is that the guy came right away? No, because what you're looking at is fantasy. Hence, why it's a genre of film, right? So, for me, for example, as a... What I've been known for is being a MILF. I've been, although, and if you're new to the show, hi. Uh, I am not a real MILF. I don't have kids, but I play one on TV or on your local (laughs) computer screen. And it's something that I've prided my whole career on because it's just who I am. I'm a naturally dominating personality on and off camera I take shit from no one. I expect the respect that I give to receive, you know, the sort of the the basics of my personality. But that's not what I'm, I'm not being paid to be myself on camera. I'm being paid to be Bridget B. However, I happen to meld and mesh my real personality Uh, with what I play on camera because from very early on when I realized that I was going to come into the adult industry not only on my terms but I'm going to kick motherfucking ass I knew that if I got into this industry it was not only end all be all because well let's face it it's it's not easy it's a fun job it's I'm so blessed and I'm so grateful for for the career that I've obtained, but it's been through a lot of hard work. 
And when I realized that in daily, everyday life, porn isn't looked at very favorably, I realized that I was going to have to kill this game for my own sake. Not what anyone else thinks of me, not what anyone else thought of my work, that I was going to go into every performance giving it my best that I was going to give my performances the respect that it deserves because it's who I am as a person. So naturally, Bridget B became that as well. And 10 years later, I gained enough knowledge to want to really express not only what I've learned, but hopefully give back to the wonderful fans that I've gotten because if you have jerked off or if you've, you know, come to one of my movies, then I did a, you know, a job well done. So with that being said, as more and more movies have been made, you know, myself and throughout the entire industry, I hope that the fantasy remains because it should. I'm not here to blow, you know, burst that bubble of what porn is supposed to be. I'm just giving you the insider tips, you know, and tricks and possibly just give you a different perspective on it. But at the end of the day, don't get me wrong. It's still fun. It's still a great time. It's just like any other job. It's hard work to make it as believable and as enjoyable for you as possible. So when I say that communication is lacking in the movies, which is something that should really happen in your private life, is to be really taken into account because I only got 30 minutes. So you're, we're not going to waste 15 of it, me saying, oh, yeah, right, it's so good, but can, can you put your tongue right here? Okay, that's good, right there. Uh, n- no, can you put your tongue there? I said no, motherfucker, put your tongue. <laughs> now, would that be sexy for you all? I don't think so. And if it ends up that we're doing that, it's getting cut out. The editors are for sure cutting it off because the adult, the porn that you're watching is really the culmination of all three of these aspects being met. Expectation, communication, and then method. So here we go. So the method between a a clit and a vaginal stimulation can vary as much as how big the dick is, where her uthera is uh, located, where her uh, vaginal wall, is it thick? Is it thin? Does she lubricate herself? Does she need help? Does she need lube? What, what is she thinking about that at that particular moment? Does she have bills to pay? Oof, that's another one. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the the female brain, and again, I'm talking about myself as a natural born woman, gets very emotional. And for the basics of it, when I am on set, not only am I thinking about 
fuck, Bridget, how are you going to kill it today? How are you going to give your fans and the company that hired you the best performance that you can give? Which is why I really truly think I have that legacy in the industry or at least that reputation that when I get booked or when I go to work, I give 110%. If I don't, I haven't done my job. And it's not fair to me. It's not fair to you, the entertain, the, the viewer, the fan. And it's not fair to the company that hired me because there's 20 girls behind me waiting to take my spot. I am not giving my spot away freely over my fucking dead body. The, the, the work that I put in as an entertainer is something that I value, is something that I cherish, and it's something that it's, it's my magic. You know what I mean? And it's something that no one can take away from me. People can say what they want about my new tits. People can say what they want about me losing weight. People can say what they want about me being a brunette. But who I am as a performer cannot be taken away from me. Much like you listening to me right now, that hopefully if you can just grow into the person that you want to be, then fuck everyone else, right? So in comes what I'm learning on set and what I've learned as a performer. And one of the bigger subjects that is something that can possibly be taught is method. What a male performer does on set is very, very much an important aspect to the whole movie. Some of our best male performers, such as Manuel Ferrara, Ryan McLean, Ramon Omar, Tommy Pistol, Steve Holmes, Rocco Sofredi, Marcus Dupree, uh, the list goes on, Seth Gamble. And if any of my boys are listening, please um, forgive me. It's not trying to, you know, forget anyone in particular. But our Rob Pipers, our Isaiah Maxwells, our Jack Slayers, what makes these male performers some of the best in the world is their technique. They are, and I've said it before, Marcus Dupree being one of the top, it's because when they learned what it takes for the camera to get the money shot, that is what sets them apart as a male performer. So when you look at a male porn star really trying to give their female that orgasm, take it into account. Take a look at it. I would. It's something that is to be noted, but the whole aspect of the timing, the communication, the expectation is also something that should be included, but that's more in personal life. You know, someone like Rocco Sofredi or uh, Ramon or Tommy Pistol, they're, they're not there to worry if I came or not. They're there to get the money shot, get paid and go home to their wives, you know, to their girlfriends. Luckily for us, we are in company of good co-workers. I, I've said it always from the very beginning of my career. The men in the industry are some of the biggest gentlemen that I've been fortunate to be friends with, to really get to know. But at the end of the day, it's just work. 
I don't give a flying fuck if he doesn't like the way my pussy feels. Why? Well, because I'm not his girlfriend. I'm not his wife. I'm his coworker. So we are there professionally to reach an end goal, which is the money shot. Which, ladies and gentlemen, brings me not only to the end of the podcast, but a really a good way of ending my thoughts on the female orgasm. That if you reach it, great. If you don't, that's fine too. Porn always ends in an orgasm because that is what the movie's about. The movie is about sex. There is a beginning and there's an end. In your private life, your end might just very well be, ah, now that felt good. Hmm. So, honey, what do you want to eat? That, that is music to my ears. Give me a sandwich after sex. <laughs> and if the female hasn't reached that ultimate orgasm because of what she expects because of the movies, this is where I hope more of you, my men that are listening to me, realize that if she doesn't reach it, it doesn't mean that you are a bad lover. It doesn't mean that you are bad at sex. It just means that where else and what other aspect can you possibly elevate her at? So if she didn't come, but you did, okay, well, then let's work on it for next time. And this is where the fun comes into relationships. This is where something that is not offered in porn, which is the journey, which is the process, the beautiful process of getting to know someone, of feeling that intimacy, of going back to basics and learning what makes that person feel good. And it's something that is just so important that I really value in my own personal life that is eliminated when I'm on set shooting the movie. So from my little dirty blonde world to yours, I would love for you to really give us your feedback. Go on our Instagram at Dirty Blonde. Go on our Twitter at Dirty Blonde Pod and rate, review, subscribe on YouTube, and let be a part of this show, be a part of it. This, my world as a porn star has been so amazing, and I'm inviting you into my world. I'm inviting you to not only possibly learn a thing or two, but to not be afraid to ask. I know it's hard nowadays to get uh, answers sometimes because of shyness or because, uh, you know, it's a subject that is just so taboo, but I'm here for you. I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here for the betterment of all of us. <laughs> 
So, guys, thank you so very much for listening to this week's Dirty Blonde podcast. Make sure and stick around and subscribe so you are notified of all upcoming episodes. And now that we can finally bring in guests, I'm so excited. I already have my very first guest lined up, and I think you're going to love her. And make sure and click on all of the links in the show description. And remember... Life is just too fucking short. Just do whatever you need to make yourself happy. See you next week. Bye. Be sure to rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe wherever you pod.